So Donald Trump last night at a rally was comparing the million people swarming up from south of the American border to the American border as an invasion. And I pointed out on Twitter, you should really follow me at Stefan Molyneux, I pointed out that Trump is the commander in chief of the largest and most powerful military force the world has ever seen. Why is he just complaining about an invasion at a rally? And of course, you know, it created a certain amount of kerfuffle. Uh, like, what are you, what are you talking about? Are you saying, are you saying that laws should be enforced at the point of a gun? And it's like, dude, if you don't know that about laws, that all laws are enforced at the point of a gun, then I don't really know what to say to you. <laughs> it really is right trying to circumnavigate the globe with someone who thinks that the earth is banana shaped. So yes, um, that is the fact. That is the reality. All laws are enforced at the point of a gun, whether the gun is military or whether the gun is domestic has certain legal implications, but that is the fact. And you know, someone pointed out in the thread, I thought it was a really clever comment. He said, well, you know, who, who would have guessed that the, the way to invade a country was to walk across the border unarmed and then vote in the government that you want? That's a, <laughs> it's a pretty powerful way of looking at it, that this is the new warfare, right? Which is you don't cross a border with weaponry, you cross a border unarmed and your weapon becomes your vote, which you then use to replace the existing system of government with a government that is more to your liking, generally a government that redistributes more resources from other people towards your own particular clan or race or group or whatever. And it's a very interesting way of looking at it. And, you know, I'm going to be pretty brutally frank in this because I think <laughs> the time for soft chewing is is long past. So let's talk about how this has become possible, this whole new way of occupying and taking over a country, walking in unarmed and voting for what you want. Well, and I did say this only seems to be happening to countries where women have the vote, where women have, you know, very active parts in educational or political life and so on. And nothing against women, love women and so on, but the studies are pretty clear that when women get the vote, you get the welfare state, you get old maid pensions, you get socialized medicine very, very quickly. And there's a number of reasons for that, some of which are sentimental and some of which are just sort of raw biological uh, absolutes. So the sentimental one is, of course, that women as a whole don't like risk nearly as much as men do. And nature kind of reinforces that because nature scatters men much more widely across the IQ graph, in particular at the higher areas than women do, then, then it scatters women. Women tend to be clustered more around the middle, a little bit lower than men. And so men prefer risk because risk for men has the opportunity of great rewards, materially, financially, hunting, you name it, crops. And with great material rewards, you get access to higher quality women, right? Your daddy's rich, your mom is good looking. That's sort of the way it's always worked. So men like risk. Women, though, don't like risk nearly as much. And you can see this, you know, watching uh, uh, fathers and mothers at playgrounds. You know, the fathers are encouraging and the women are all, be careful, you know, understandable. And it's a wonderful part of women. It's a wonderful part of men. This is not any kind of criticism. It's just a reality. When it comes to sexuality, traditionally, women have been far more risk averse because the consequences of unwanted pregnancy historically for women was far worse than it was for men. Uh, and so that is just a basic reality. A childbirth does not disable a man 
and a man can have as many kids as he can basically get it up for, whereas women are much more limited that way. So women prefer security and men prefer risk, which means women generally tend towards socialism and men generally tend towards the free market, white men in, in particular, because men want to go out and compete and they want to risk all to gain resources in the free market so they can get access to the best women. And so, you know, the highest quality women. So that recognition that when women get the vote, they tend to vote in social security, old age pensions. Uh, they tend to vote in unemployment insurance for their husbands in particular. And they tend to want child benefits in case the, the husband runs off and they want socialized medicine because women consume many more resources in the healthcare field than men do. Men are, you know, kind of simple plumbing. Women are complex Mobius strips of Escher-based complexity. And also, of course, women, particularly single moms with their kids, will consume a lot more healthcare resources. So women want free healthcare. They want free resources. They want to have that, that cushion. They want to have that soft place to land should things go wrong. Perfectly understandable from a biological standpoint. Now, the problem, of course, is that women, when women vote in the welfare state, then what happens is you have this giant pot of honey that attracts every sentient organism in the known universe to come and partake of it, right? So you can earn 10 times more being on welfare in Germany than you can working in the hot Middle Eastern sun with precious little to drink. So when women vote in the welfare state, it's not just within the country's borders. The welfare state will automatically start to dissolve borders because people will come and want to take part of the welfare state and, and get all of their ancient relatives over for health care and, and pensions and you name it, right? And so uh, women want security and then security breeds this kind of influx of people who all want to hang on to the body politic. And soon, you know, there's there's... There's nobody pulling the cart. Everybody's in the back of the cart, and therefore the cart doesn't move. In fact, it starts to slide backwards. So there was always this concern about female suffrage, right? Just as there was about universal suffrage, right? So the original idea of voting was you had to be a property owner. You had to have property. The reason being that if you have property, then you're going to vote to maintain property rights, whereas if you don't have property, the tendency is going to be for you to vote to take away the property of property owners to take away property of the rich and then everybody ends up poor everybody ends up broke and so pushing back against that meant you had to have property and you had to be a man because men prefer risk and women prefer security now the other issue that happens of course is that the vote was considered to be payment for the draft right so if there's a war then the men get called up to fight and the women don't and that's why you get to vote because to maintain the integrity of your country is very important because if your country gets invaded, then you have to be drafted to, you, you are drafted to go and fight in a war. So you're going to be interested in borders. You're going to be interested in maintaining uh, cultural continuity and you're going to really vote to make sure that there's not going to be a war. Because the experience of men in wartime and the experience of women in, in wartime is kind of polar opposite, right? So when there's a war between tribe, tribe A and Tribe B, in general, throughout history, if Tribe A beats Tribe B, then the men are killed or driven off. Uh, they're either killed in combat or they're killed afterwards or they're sold into slavery. They're disposed of, fundamentally, and they become somewhat irrelevant in, reproductive, in the reproduction cycle. Women, on the other hand, are taken as concubines, they're taken as wives, and therefore their genetics get to continue. And what that means is that 
men are much more interested in maintaining borders and preventing invasion because for women, and we're just talking raw biology, this happens all throughout nature, right? You see this all throughout nature that uh, the, the, think of this, the, the, the stags fighting over the doe, right? Or the deer and so on. What do they do? They pound their heads together and the female ends up choosing the one who wins the combat, right? And that's a fundamental way that evolution uh, upscales or at least maintains genetics is that in any fight between two males, the woman who mates with the victor is uh, going to be surviving and advancing and may even flourish, right? Because if it was higher intelligence or greater aggression or whatever it is that makes the martial combat of tribe A better than the martial combat capabilities of tribe B, by marrying into that, by, in a sense, breeding with that, she's going to upscale her genetics to be more successful in the realm of combat. So men knowing the disastrous consequences of war are much more prone through voting to try and protect the culture, maintain borders and so on. Whereas women, you know, it's like, well, they like the way things are deep down. But if a new group comes along that is more dominant, that is more successful, that is more powerful, well, she has the option to mate with the victors, which men don't have. And that's one of the reasons why there is this new capacity to walk unarmed into a country. Because once the women rely upon the government, they view the government as a husband, as a rich uncle, as a benefactor, as a gentleman suitor. They view the government as, like, you, women can't say no to politicians Politicians offering them free stuff any more than men can generally say no to women offering them free sex. So once women bond with the state as a protector, they then don't like to see the coercive nature of the state because they like to think that there's just the soupy, benevolent, benevolent state that gives them stuff, quote, for free. They don't want to see the actual coercive nature of the state, and that's why you can't enforce borders. It's too much brutality for the fairer sex.